And welcome to Coffee at the Cottage. Scott here. We've got a guest host today, which we'll get to in a moment. Don't forget to go back and listen to some of the great recent episodes we've had of Coffee at the Cottage, a number of wonderful guests and topics have been covered really uh, discussing life in Menominee, Dunn County, and the greater western Wisconsin region. Well, we don't have Emily with us for this episode, but we have a familiar voice to Coffee at the Cottage with us, and he has served as guest host a couple of times before, as well as a guest many times, Randy Kanak. He is the mayor of Menominee and uh, Randy the the city's going good isn't it yep Menominee is doing very well right now and uh, hats off to uh, everybody in the community for uh, supporting the city as they do so appreciate that well Randy you're you're in politics and I know today you're talking a little politics with a, a young man over here so I'll turn it over to you to bring on the guest and we can sit back and enjoy well thanks Scott yes um, I'm hosting today for Emily uh, she's gone so uh, the guest for today is Eric Wilson and he's running for Congress so I'll introduce Eric and uh, let him tell us a little bit about himself so Eric uh, tell us about uh, where you grew up and a little bit about yourself yeah thanks Randy glad to be here um, so I am actually I was born and raised here um, in the in the community I was born in Menominee um, I really grew up in Menominee too. Uh, my uncle owns the machine shop, uh, southern part of town, and my dad, my grandpa, and my uncle built Pinewood Golf Course. So, got to spend a lot of time uh, in Menominee, and I bet I could drive B uh, in my sleep. So, born and raised here, uh, grew up here, did a lot of uh, work and and played sports, uh, and ended up going down to Madison uh, for college. So, studied economics down there and was in the marching band, was in the opera, uh, really involved uh, showing our true Badger colors. So spent a little time in the cities working in technology and then moved back home to, to help with family and excited to be running for Congress and really bringing back uh, the Wisconsin way and I think rebuilding community and, and opening the conversations that we need to be having around some of these tough topics. So. Sounds great. Well, I remember your grandpa, Bud Karras, and, uh, you know, I spent uh, 10 years on the school board with him, and uh, I remember when he had, uh, you know, the lumber company and, of course, built Pinewood Golf Course, and I went to school with your mom, uh, Pat Karras, and, uh, you know, your aunt, uh, Pam Karras, and, uh, you know, I know Tom Karras out there with the machine shop, yep. and so I know that a lot of Karras's in the Menominee area and a lot that they brought uh, to Menominee and the surrounding area. So, that being said, uh, you know, what is your values for running for Congress? I mean, what's the real reason that you'd want to be in politics and run for Congress? Well, I think we have a lot of people that are running for the wrong reasons. And so I'm running to to be an advocate for for us all so that we actually have a voice. I think rural Wisconsin, rural America is getting left behind. And it's we need people out there fighting to get us the resources that we not only need, but that we deserve, uh, and making sure that everyone has equitable opportunity. Uh, and again, really just rebuilding our community so that we're not left behind. And it's things such as healthcare, right? We're seeing healthcare diminish in our community. We're seeing a mental health crisis, which I know is, is important to you around substance abuse. And so it's, it's making sure that we're actually taking care of people. And those are really the values that I grew up on. My dad's a teacher. My mom works in healthcare. Um, grandpa was teacher and 
and a business owner and it's really what Wisconsin is, what Menominee is about, what our community is about, is about helping, helping people. And that's really why I'm running. Well, that's cool. Um, so I'm not, I've never been a really a Republican or a Democrat. I always voted for kind of the person. Um, so uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the side, uh, you know, what are you running as? Are you running as a Republican or a Democrat? Um, you know, does it, does it matter? I mean, what kind of representation do we have and, and where do you, where do your views stand on that? Yeah, I am running as a Democrat. Um, but again, I'm running on, on the issues that shouldn't be partisan. Healthcare should not be partisan. Making sure that people are able, our families are able to fight cancer is not partisan. There are a lot of these issues that they don't care, like, doesn't matter which side you're on per se. It's about making sure that everyone has access to healthcare. Everyone has a stable house to live in. If you have, um, if you have a mental health issue, making sure that you have accessible resources, uh, making sure that our kids have the education that they need and the food. I think it's, it's really, I'm running on, make sure everyone has the basics. And I don't think that those issues are, are partisan. And I really want to make sure that we're talking about plans to solutions, not just yelling at each other. That's a great answer. Um, you know, you said you went to Madison and then studied economics and, uh, seems to be economics would, would, you'd really be able to fill the role of a congressman, uh, in the role with economics being your background, your history. Um, Looking at our state, uh, you know, the state of Wisconsin and the federal government and all of that, how do you see yourself uh, going across the aisle to bring people together rather than uh, issues that separate us? It's conversations. It's listening. It's asking questions, being curious. And I, I truly believe that most people want to take care of their family and want to find solutions. I don't think anyone wants to just be screaming around and, and running around. And so I think we we need to get back to having conversations and it's working across the aisle and it's when we talk in theoreticals, I think it's more difficult for people to understand. But if it's like, here's the plan and here's the goal and here's how we're going to implement it and hold things accountable when you provide something that's tangible, then you can actually get down to discussing how we go about it. And I think that's where we can get buy-in from everyone. Well, that's a great answer too. We talked a little bit earlier on uh, electricity. You know, uh, I see you, uh, you're driving an electric car and uh, you know, solar panels and, and different things. Where do you think the, the state should be moving forward? Um, you know, the federal government, where, where should we be going on, on uh, you know, clean energy, et cetera. Yeah, I think we should be expanding it. And I actually think it's a great opportunity for Wisconsin. I think it's a great opportunity to bring good paying jobs here. It's the opportunity to reduce the bills that everyone has. I know there's there's uh, um, some grants for farms and being able to get solar panels and I think that's a great opportunity to help small businesses, right? Like if you didn't have to worry about your electric bill, you can focus on other things and you can start to expand your services. And so what I would hope to do is continue to expand what 
our electric grid is capable of. And I think as we see more electric cars, we see uh, more solar panels, it actually helps us become more stable. And so we're not so dependent on on other areas. Right. There's quite a monopoly on electricity and there's a monopoly on oil. And it seems like the big conglomerates control us. Uh, and, you know, what happened to, you know, now it's great big farms and it's a great big industry. And, you know, what happened to the mom and pop shops and the stores and, uh, you know, the general commerce, you know, there's so many families that are hurting out there. Um, you know, is there a, a better idea that you have in mind for, like you say, better health care and better solutions to a lot of the the normal problems that the everyday individual, um, you know, ex- it seems like to me that when you when you look at your energy bill, you look at your food bill, you look at your health care bill, uh, everything's going up in cost, of course, and it doesn't seem to be any end in sight. Uh, do you think there's solutions for that? I do. I think it's making sure that we are approaching big corporations in a mindful way. Um, I, there's economies to scale, right? So you can create things cheaper and you can get more things out there at, at certain levels of, of distribution. And so I think that's what has caused the squeezing out of our mom and pop shops, our, our mom and pop farms. And so it's being very direct in supporting them and making sure that they have the opportunity to be successful. And I think in current state, big corporations have just kind of squeezed everyone out and we need hate to use the word regulation, but regulations on big corporations that don't really care about us, mm-hmm. don't really care about the, the small guy. Mm-hmm. They're just worried about their bottom line. Right. Well, and, and there's a lot to be said to that. Um, and, and to argue that point, you know, if you're a corporation, you say, hey, well, we supply jobs and we supply uh, all these products and, you know, we pay uh, all these wages and so forth and so on. Um, and the middle ground, of course, is, you know, where does the, the regular individual come from? I, uh, you know, sometimes minimum wage has been talked about, about increasing minimum wage or not to increase minimum wage. And what does it do for the, the, the cooperations, the McDonald's, the, the employee, um, the base, uh, and so forth and so on. So if you had your druthers in a perfect world, um, you know, what would a perfect world look like uh, as far as uh, the consumers, uh, the everyday individual out there, uh, you know, going to a nine to five job and with kids at home and so forth and so on? Um, you know, how would you fix some of these things from a, a, a congressman's perspective? Yeah, I think for me, the big one actually is health care. If we didn't have to worry about that increasing cost and, hey, I'm sick, I need to go to the doctor but I can't get into the doctor and I can't afford to take off work to go to the doctor. And if you're not healthy, you're not productive. And so for me, I think one of the big issues is, is solving healthcare and making sure that everyone has access to it. And not that just, it's just affordable, but I think like talking is economies of scale. If we're all in the same system working together, we aren't dependent on jobs then. We aren't dependent on jobs and employers to make sure we have healthcare. And so if you take kind of that baseline cost out of things, you open up a lot of opportunities for other jobs, for other um, other systems to work. Right. I know that recently, you know, we had, um, you know, healthcare is, is struggling right now with our, our hospital shutdowns and so forth and so on within this region. Uh, and I, I know that sometimes a, a lot of the blame is placed on Medicare and, 
and I worry a bit a little bit about Medicare and Social Security and you know will these monies exist in the future uh, you know for for our kids our grandkids and so forth and so on and is there a good solution for that I mean um, and I know they talked about well let's take the the Social Security and let's invest it let's drain the fund and invest it and so forth and so on and uh, I just don't think that's the answer do you have any ideas on on how those um, systems could be repaired or fixed uh, to um, enhance them for the future? Yeah, I think, well, I'm very adamant on making sure that we keep Social Security. Um, my dad has been, I'm the youngest of six. My dad is in his late 70s, and so he actually retired before I got to high school. Um, and Social Security is a system that everyone has paid into. You see it go out of your paycheck every single week. And so the money is there. It's just, it's been played with. And so I think it Social Security is one of the systems that we have that a lot of older people rely on. And a lot of people rely on. People with disabilities, people that aren't able to work. And I don't think it's a free lunch. We're all we're all working together for it. And it's just a baseline system of taking care of our community and taking care of our friends and our, our parents. And so it's not a system, it's not a, I guess, entitlement per se. And it's something that we're all contributing to and that it's earned, right? Like you've put it in, you should be able to get some out. I think there's a component. So Elon Musk stopped paying social security tax four minutes into this year. I think that's an opportunity to increase taxes on the ultra wealthy and make sure that they're paying their fair share into our system to help us. And no one should stop paying taxes four minutes into the year. Like, that's uh, just, that's insanity. So it's not that I want to dissuade people from being successful, but I want to make sure those that have access are helping those that don't. Great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about housing. And, and I know affordable housing has been an issue uh, that we've been talking about quite a lot in the city of Menominee and other regions around this area. And, um, you know, you get out to like uh, California and different places that I've traveled to. And oh, my goodness, the homelessness and the people living on the streets and uh, affordability for housing. And uh, a lot of times big conglomerates want to come in and they want to set up these eight plexes and 12 plexes and all these great big apartment buildings. But it's, you know, fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred dollars a month. Uh, and it's money out the window as far as rent goes. And uh, do you have any ideas or, you know, is there a way that we can come up with a better concept to fix some of the housing crisis and uh, come up with a better affordable housing plan? Yeah, so I actually have been licensed to do mortgages in Wisconsin and Minnesota for the past three and a half years. And so I have a really good understanding of the housing system, I guess the housing crisis that we have and people not being able to afford houses. And it's not because they aren't mindful with their finances, right? Like it's not that they're taking on a ton of debt. It's just how the system works. There's certain guidelines and percentages that you have to be in. And if we have a ton of big money coming in and, and buying things up, there's investment groups and their goal is to buy up 60% of all single family homes in the United States. And when you're looking at it as a seller, you're going to go to someone that's a cash offer rather than someone that's financed because there's less risk in that. And so I think what we can do is push back on what corporations are able to 
buy from a single family home perspective. Uh, and we can also make it easier, uh, easier to buy a home and making sure that we have the systems in place from a government perspective to, to allow it. And I think there's, should be caps on rent, right? Like if there's not high income in an area, we need to make sure that, um, that people are still able to afford their housing. Uh, we should also be expanding. We have the space here in Wisconsin, but we don't necessarily have the amount of people that, right? Like my grandpa was a builder. We don't have those skill sets as much anymore. And so it's, we need to expand education and making sure that we're bringing in a new generation of people that can build housing because it's not that we don't have the space. We just don't have the actual people to build it either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the trades, you know, uh, you know, I think nowadays a lot of people, if they want to really get into a good living, you know, going into the trades industries, we always are going to need people to uh, portray that industry with it to trades and so forth. I'm going to take your way out there now. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't think there's an easy fix. But do you have any ideas on, on how to fix immigration and the border and you know where where do we start with all that? Oh my goodness! Every time, every day on the news, it's the the border and the uh, the Democrats are fighting the Republicans on what should be done and so forth. But it it appears that there's no action being taken, and uh, I just worry that uh, you know we need to be stepping forward a little bit on on making something positive for for those not only those individuals but also the individuals uh, you know that are. Uh, along the borders and uh, uh, the states themselves, you know, you look at uh, the immigrants coming into Texas or they're shipping up to New York and Chicago and wherever. And, you know, how do we handle these in inflow? And I know that, you know, if you think way back, you know, our grandparents, grandparents, you know, they might have came from Germany or, or wherever and immigrants and so forth and so on. But is there a is there a fix to this or is it just is it just hot air? I mean, is there a way to. How do we even start to have that conversation? I think there is a fix to it. I don't think it's an easy fix, uh, but I think it's, we need to get out of the politics of it mm -hmm. and just the screaming back and forth and trying to politicize immigration. Um, when I'm out and about talking to people, immigration is not one that comes up a ton because they're worried about healthcare, they're worried about housing, they're worried about getting food on, on the table for their family. But I do think it is an issue that needs to be addressed and we need to simplify the process and make sure the process is working because it's not, it's not working, right? Um, and we see that at the border. And one thing that you said is making it positive for everyone. And I think that's where we have to turn back to, these are people. I think in the news, we can just think of them as, as numbers, as, as, I guess there's a lot of derogatory terms that come to mind that people use in the media. And it's, we have to remember these are people fleeing for a better life. And I think that's also what people in America want too. Mm -hmm. And we have a need for immigration here. Uh, there's, there's farms that need people that are, will work. There are other hospitality services that need people to work. And we just don't have the population here in Wisconsin. And I think in other areas of, of the U S and so do I have a specific silver bullet? No, I don't. But I think calming ourselves down and actually looking at what's broken, what's not working, and 
knowing the things that we know, Mm -hmm. what things can we affect, what things can't we, and how do we put forward a solution that works for for more people than not? Right. Um, Total different subject matter. Uh, Sometimes, you know, I hear that uh, people are coming in from China and buying up large masses of land and so forth and so on, and then they own the water rights and, you know... um, uh, how can we protect ourselves? How can the United States protect ourselves a little bit from from large, um, I don't know what you'd call it, monopolies, I guess, or, or companies coming in and, and buying up huge acreages, huge ranches, and, and owning the water rights and mineral rights and, and all of this kind of thing. And uh, I know here in Wisconsin, uh, you know, we deal with, uh, you know, some of the big farms that might come across to, uh, and want to set up here in Wisconsin or uh, milk production and, and poultry and, and food in general is, is a big concern to people. But when we sell out our, our land and our water rights and everything else, you know, where does that take us as a nation? And, and is there a, is there a way that we should be talking about, uh, you know, this kind of land sales and so forth? So we don't sell out everything to, you know, China or Russia or whoever they might be. What what would you have for an answer for that? I know it's a kind of a complicated question, but it probably is a complicated answer. But in 10 seconds, how would you say we, we come up with something to fix some of that? Yeah, I think we can put regulations in from a, a federal perspective on who is buying and making sure that it's not not foreign foreign people coming in and buying large swaths of land right or making sure like if they have our water rights then we don't have water rights and so that's one thing that i believe the it's the responsibility of the federal government and the state government to protect our natural resources that we have here in the u.s well that's a that's it. i i would absolutely agree with you 100 percent um so Tell me a little bit about your district and, and, you know, I mean, how big a district is this? Uh, what are the boundaries? Uh, you know, third congressional seat. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, if you could, Eric. Yeah, so it's it's one of the bigger districts in the state. So it's about from Eau Claire West uh, all the way over to River Falls and then down the Minnesota border to Illinois and Iowa and then comes up just west of Madison and actually is gerrymandered to scoop Stevens Point. Um, and so there's, it's a big district. There's a lot of rural, but there's also a lot of cities as well and colleges. And so it's a, it's a unique district and we need to have someone that is able to talk to both and able to talk to everyone and and is willing to listen. Wow. That sounds like a pretty aggressive schedule. How are you going to be able to get out and, uh, you know, talk to people? Are you willing to go to, you know, different, uh, forums and meetings? And, uh, I mean, how are you going to balance your lifestyle with, with this, uh, being top front and center? I'm all in on this and I have actually been to 18 out of the 19 counties already since I, I announced back in October. And so I'm, I'm pretty much in every county every month. Wow. And it's important for me to be out listening and talking to people where they're at, not just trying to be a figurehead up top yelling. And so we need to do things differently. And that really is, is making sure that leadership is out there listening and talking with people. Well, well, from the short time I've known you, I'm, you were at the project hope uh, community conversations on Saturday at the library here in Menominee. And I had a chance to talk to you about that, uh, you know, um, 
methamphetamine and opiate use, and, and you impressed me then. Uh, and uh, just uh, answering some of the questions today, uh, you impressed me. Uh, I think that uh, you're going to do well in this, and uh, I appreciate you having you out here at Emily's uh, podcast this morning, uh, Coffee at the Cottage. Uh, I know we're closing in on time. Is there any last uh, little statements or um, summary that you'd like to bring to the table before we close this out? Yeah, I just, I appreciate you having me out here and I appreciate everything that you're doing with Project Hope and, and making sure that people have access to things that are actually going to help them. And that's really why I'm running. I'm running to make sure that we have an advocate, that we have a voice in our government that is from here is understanding of of who we are here in wisconsin right like i grew up going to the races here in menominee um my uncle and brother still race and i was the one that got the good job of scraping off the mud and so it's i'm from here i get what's happening here and i want to make sure that we aren't left behind and that we have what we need to not just survive but to thrive and be successful and to live the life that we want to live um, and so you can bet, bet your buns that I'll be out there, um, working my ass off for Wisconsin. All right, cool. Well, uh, Eric Wilson, I appreciate you being here today, uh, at, uh, coffee at the cottage. Um, yeah, I just appreciate you being a regular, normal kind of person like the rest of us and, uh, wish you good luck and, uh, congratulations on putting your front foot forward to, to run for Congress and... <laughs>